What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Sunday Q&A. Before we go on, I think I need to draw your attention to a very important video, which I've done in the past, which is sometimes overlooked because Christmas is coming and you need to know your four categories of Christmas songs which are effectively happy Christmas songs, sad Christmas songs, observational, and not a Christmas song, which means just because you put a white puffer coat on when you appear on Top of the Pops doesn't make it a Christmas song. Don't wake sleigh bells on the end of it's Christmas song. Anyway, I'll do a link, because it's important. When it comes on the radio, you need to know your categories. I think it's important. Mind you, things I think are important, things other people think are, are clearly not always in line. Uh, right, <clears throat> as we all know, um, I'm now on the podcast, and you'll see the um, the fancy link coming up. Ah, ha, 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 ha. Yes, no, I've got to say a big thank you to um, Nick at London Creative, who's got his own channel out there. Please check him out, please subscribe, who said... I couldn't do it any longer. He said, I've got, you've got mail. And he was gracious enough to actually sort me out with a little sort of graphic that's got the, um, the um, that's um, what I'm on, on on the Spotify and the Audible and the Amazon and um, the Apple Music and all, Apple iPod cast, whatever it is. Mm. If that doesn't work, I'm going to look like a proper Charlie right now, but I'm getting the hang of these graphic things. You know, there might become a graphic for, like, says, Pete Sunday Q&A soon. Or maybe not. Probably not. I also want to say hi to Steve Campbell, who actually I met for a drink. The nefarious Steve Campbell, I actually see him in the flesh. He turned up, um, he, was, he actually had a drop in Luton, and he had half an hour spare. So I met him at the yard, and we popped out at the Travellers Down, and um, I had a pint, and he had a Coke, because he doesn't drink. And um, Steve, he's doing the, um, the Shipley at the moment. We'll come to that as a question on that. And the Enterprise van. He's doing all right. And I've got to say, Steve, I wish you the best of luck. Keep it together, mate. Keep going. Hopefully you'll get there in the end. And it was a genuine pleasure to meet you. And thank you for taking the time out to come and say hello to this crazy YouTube guy. But Right, so that's the introduction out of the way. Let's get on to it. Now, um, we've got a few on the multi-drop uh, monthly. I will be repeating these on the next multi-drop monthly thing, but I'd like to say thank you very much for contributing because it does kind of help me because I do the circuit thing and it kind of adds to that, which is cool. But 
On the subject of multi drop, uh, John Ramsey said, multi drop at Christmas time is just about workable um, at the lesser paying companies like Yodel and Hermes who pay around one fifth your drop or less. This is because you get lots of volume in tight areas. And I kind of get that. It's like being a postman. You might only get one pound fifty a drop, but you might have 10 drops in the same street. So it still takes a little while, but it kind of does, does work out. You see, the drawbacks of these firms is that you could be stood around for long periods of time waiting to be sorted and finished without pay. Once the volumes die off, you need to cover more mileage and do the same amount of drops. Some guys are working 14 hours a day at 150 a drop doing 100 drops. Uh, when you do the mass and take off your fuel, van costs, insurance, etc., you will see how many are running around for less than minimum wage, high stress for too little reward. I've got to be honest with John, that's the way I find it. I mean, some of the um, the multi-drop firms like the Amazon Mob, they're quite happy with it. But I look at it from an outsider's point of view, and I think you can get the same kind of dough doing light haulage, doing three drops rather than doing 200 drops. Why would you put yourself through it? But on the flip side of things, I also understand that it's not always that easy to jump on the exchange. Not everybody's got two months dough up front, and you know the, there are there must be advantages to it. The people I see that doing the Amazon are smiling. It's just not for me. Um, Gerham Jort said, "I did GPS because he did the circuit thing." He said, "I did GPS with the circuits. It worked great. Circuit and Delmate. Circuit would give me the route. Delmate would take me to the doorstep. I now do the same work." Um, and I still use it. Less than 10 drops is for free. Circuit is worth the money, the Rolls-Royce and multi-drop app. Well, I've got to say, um, go home, thanks very much, because I do support it, and they do support me, but as I've always said all the way along, I wouldn't support something that I didn't think was any good. Also, this Delmay, a lot of people swear by that. I've, um, it was too dear for me, it, and it's, I, I kind of always seem to manage to find a location anyway. It's like a location finder. It's a very good location finder, but I think it's on a monthly, and I kind of think, hmm, but, you know, comments on a few more comments on Delmay, which would be handy, and we can throw that one at you guys. Anyone using it? Let me know what you think. Is it dear? Is it worth the money? I mean, I'm curious. Mm. Stuart Price says, Hi, Pete. Thanks for the video. You're welcome, mate. Um, I've been watching for a couple of years now. I've been using Circuit for about three years now. And I've watched it evolve. I regularly get customers who give me between 15 to 25 deliveries a day. And like you, I found Circuit to be a very good tool. Once again, Stuart, thanks for backing me up. I appreciate that. Um, I've been considering joining the CX to complement my other career work, but have been delayed during the lockdown. I lost two, two, or, two or three main customers and have fallen back on my first trade work. Don't care, take money. Stuart, the CX is very good for backloads. Even if you've got regular customers that are taking you out... It just saves you coming back empty. That's what it's kind of designed for. And we'll come on to the backload thing because we did a video about it this week. But I do recommend it. You don't have to get that many jobs. A couple of jobs, couple of jobs a month, it pays for itself on the basic package, I would say. But obviously, I recommend it. I, do, I, do, I don't get anything from that, guys. You know, like I say, Circuit do look after me. They don't. But these videos have evolved from me being on the CX. And I've just always just told the truth. And you do with it what you will. It's fine. Um, domain name guy. He says, uh, the multi-drop scenario a driver has... Oh, yeah, this, this is the scenario. He says, a driver has a week off, and the parcel company uses an agency driver that does the usual driver's work quicker. So when the usual driver gets back off holiday, the depot manager tells the usual driver the agency driver done his route quicker and was back an hour earlier, etc. At this point, the usual driver should use one of the best, best used words in the English dictionary. And? <laughs> yeah, Okay. Well, get him back in and get him and do it. You know, I've, I've, I've had that one before. I remember um, 
on the market, a woman come up to me. She said, it's that thing, if you tell people the truth, they can't get you. She said to me, I really like this top. I went, buy it then. She said, but yeah, but it won't fit me. I went, don't buy it then. It's not that tricky. Honestly, it's really not. Okay, the other guy did it quicker. Okay, I find okay is a brilliant word. The other guy did it quicker. Okay. Don't argue with him. Just, okay, fine. He also goes on to say, if I knew how easy and enjoyable being an agency driver was when I was a multi-drop driver back in the day, I would have left the multi-drop years before I did to be an agency driver. So again, the multi-drop is hard work, guys. The money's there, but it's hard work. And the final word, it's a little sick thing. Let me go. Very nice today. Uh, final word goes to Uncle Jason, friend of the cats. Um, Jason Burke, he said, I learned my multi-drop trade by being employed by Argos for eight months during the first lockdown. Kind of same as me, Jason. I was doing exactly the same thing. Four hours a day, 30 to 70 drops, nice and easy, loved it. Great company, great bunch of guys. Did it then. Um, I did then look at being self-employed and working for Hermes, etc., but decided it wasn't worth it. Now I love my multi-drop delivering the NHS 400 miles a day, 8 to 14 drops a day. Love what I'm doing. Curious to know what multi-drop app you're using. Are you doing a circuit thing or have you got your own one? Let me know. Just curious to know, but good to see you out there, Jason, doing the thing. Cool. Right. As I've said earlier, we also did one on backloads. I did a video saying um, why you should charge less money for backload, or should you charge less money for a backload? And in the end, basically come to the conclusion, you charge what you like, but you guys have got um, mm, your thoughts on it. So a van on the run, it says buy rights, all job on the CX are backloads. And like I said, you know, as I said earlier, the CX is very good as a backload platform, and that was what it was designed for. So you've got to bear in mind that hotshot prices are kind of backload prices already, so when they say they want a backload price, they're asking for a discount on a discount. And that was something when I was on the market, she used to drive me mad. Yeah, the backload price is already. It says, um, getting a load back to your area, having done a job for your own customer on the way out. So I really don't get the backload category on the CX. I think it should be changed to co-load with a suitable flexibility time window for collection and delivery. Seeing the comment looking for someone going that way really annoys me as I can't imagine the shippers charge their customers less for an afternoon job. They're just trying to boost their profit um, boost their profit margin, which I think is probably very true. Yeah, they, they're going to charge their customer the rate regardless of what it's done in the morning or the afternoon. They're just trying to get you, know, get you to do it cheaply. Godzilla's goes into quite a lot of detail. Sit down, we're ready for this one. He said, backloads do not exist. It just doesn't. He said, there are jobs that are poorly, he said, there are jobs and there's poorly paid work, which some describe as a backload. So a backload is simply poorly paid work. Now, some will say, given a backload, um, as a non-defined delivery and collection allows a degree of flexibility and we're given the same day carriers on, on a time basis, then this allows a lower price because it doesn't require us like a soonest basis. He said, but this is nonsense. The reason is this, you may take a run at a lower rate to take it home. Nothing wrong with this. It secures you work and it may cover your costs. However, it's entirely up to the courier if they decide to undercut everyone else to secure a run. And it's, um, if the job is worth the outset, it's decided by the shipper. It's really low. It's just basically a poor paid job. It says, unless a bank load um, is a job that pays nothing. This is not what we're seeking to do as courier drivers. We've got bills to pay. Is this, a secondary thought is, we do, is that, that we do not do co-loading. Again, what Jason was saying earlier. This is suicide. 
to a courier given that it requires a justification for a ship and will never end well um, if they ever need to ask. So you basically can't pile it high. I think you're kind of um, in agreement, and it does go into quite a lot of detail about what happened, like, you know, but I think you're both in agreement on that one, which is the fact that um, just because they say it's a backload doesn't necessarily make it a backload. It's kind of, um, I've always said all the way along, if it says can be picked up any time this afternoon and dropped off any time in the next three days, that's kind of a backload. If it says needs to be picked up by 8 o'clock in the morning and get their ASAP and it says backload, no, it's not. You just click the wrong category. Ultimately, what I've said all the way along, you quote what you're happy doing the job for. doesn't matter if it's a backload. If you want a £1,000, you tell them a £1,000. Chances are you probably won't get it unless you're delivering it to Australia. But um, but you quote what you want. Uh, and finally, Deezer says, he says, um, oh, by the way, the, the Godzilla's did write quite a lot more. And it's worth reading if you actually want to go back and check it out through the comments. Uh, Deezer, uh, sorry, says, doing a job is not doing charity work. Do chippers charge the customer a backload price or a full price for a hot shot? Sorry, guys, but only fools try to play this. Um... I be I, I only lower my price on a co-load job. If if they require an empty van, ASAP delivery, then it's a hot shot. And for that, you have I want your total agreement with you, my friend. So there we go. Right. So that's kind of the videos we did this week. Now we're going to go on to the wise guys. Uh, people that know better than me that actually put me right when I'm when I'm talking nonsense, which is all of the time. Greg MCG one two five says. The guy who bids treble, and, you know, they said they haven't blocked him. I said about this guy who always bids treble, the amount what the job is worth, and they don't block him. They, the shipper doesn't block him. They laugh at him. He said, if they did block him, would he know, would he know or would he not see the jobs? As I understand it, if you're blocked, you can't see the jobs, but you do know you're blocked because you can go on the exchange platform and you can see who's blocked you and why. Well, not why they can see it's blocked you. We had people that blocked us in the beginning for decent reason because when I was trying to subcontract with Vans and didn't know what I was doing, they thought, I don't want to get involved with them. A lot of whom have now, now they realise we're in trucks and we're like actually dedicated and proper, have unblocked us because we can see that. And then suddenly jobs appear and I go, Jim, oh, is it gone? I thought they weren't playing with us anymore. And he went, no, no, they, they know the score now. We're fine about it. Um, but I'm going to have to put that one out to the wise guys because I'm not 100% sure about that. So if you guys know better than me, verify it and we'll get back to Craig. But as I understand it, if you're blocked, you can't see jobs from that shipper, but you will see that you have been blocked by that shipper. So you can ring them and go, you blocked me. Why have you blocked me? They go, you did. So I say, that, okay, well, that didn't work out the way it is. Give me another chance, I think. Also, on the co-loading thing, uh, Nick the Urban Truck has come. He says, I'm sorry to say, Pete, but Godzilla's the information about um, taking stuff to the nearest way bridge and then finding out you're overloading and getting a jail-free card is, is a myth. He says, if you take any vehicle overloading on a public highway, even if you're taking it a very short distance away, once you've taken the vehicle on the highway overloaded, you committed an offence, and using a using overloading vehicle, he said, however... If you're prosecuted, the defence can be put forward under the 1988 Road Traffic Act um, that says at the time of contravention was detected by the vehicle, was proceeding to the nearest available waybridge, was returning from such a waybridge to the nearest point where it was reasonably practical to remove the excess load, was not more than 5% above the individual permitted axle weight, so it depends however you are, like, you know. Um, having been within the legal limits and uh, with no subsequent addition of weight, the load... Basically, you're saying that you can go to a weigh bridge, get it weighed, 
and then take it back if it's too heavy, provided it's not too crazy heavy, and you could still be prosecuted, but it's, it, there, there is kind of a defence that can be put forward. He said he also mentioned that the traffic commissioner would be informed of the offence, which is correct, but he said that you and the shipper may be emailed to answer for this offence. Apparently that's not. Um, yeah. But there, yeah, so the long and short of it is, once you've taken an overloaded vehicle on the carriageway, you've committed an offence. But you can go, look, this is what happened. And if you've actually done it reasonably, it probably will be considered, as I understand it. He also says, um, something I've noticed is um, best practice mode. This is, was to do with the red, uh, the, um, the bed and the, the doors on the, um, when I did a video about how the, um, the taco head works. It says, it says, before inserting your card and waiting for the taco head to fully lock your driver's card information, which takes about a minute, or as you put it, wait for the door appears. Before you change mode um, to any other work, I hammer. So he's saying, put the card in, wait a minute for the door to appear before you stick it on hammers at the start of your shift. And then at the end of the working day, show one minute's rest before removing the driver's card. Uh, when the working time, and also it goes on about the working time directive to do with sandwiches and how it was nonsense to be driving off the... Um, when you were driving the lorry off-road. So, yeah, sandwiches is just... I don't understand sandwiches. There's hammers. I'm working. I'm driving. I'm unloading. Or I'm resting. Sandwiches. I'm sure there's a reason for it. I don't use it. I found it very painful. Right, so that's kind of um, the videos we did this week. Mm. Trucks. Got a few, a few quick ones on trucks. Domain name guy says, uh, Tesla apparently have got an electric truck and a Scania. And now have driverless tipper trucks and Volvo um, autonomous Vera trucks. So before before too long, this is not too long before the haulage industry goes autonomous. I personally think that's worth a video on uh, a sort of a video on its own. There are certain things about it that could be autonomous. There's just too many imponderables. There's too much stuff in the way. I think for um, what is effectively a, a solitary job. You have to have tremendous people skills. So I am going to address that one. Will we ever become autonomous? Will the Amazon vans eventually just fly around and just drop your parcels off? Will trucks go backwards and forwards in the motorway, dock onto bays, and there won't be any people? And I think it will happen, but I don't think it will happen for a long while yet and on. I'll do you, I'll do you a video on why. <laughs> there we go. Um, Icus Icus said, What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. It's, it's a morning. It says, when you first apply for your operator's license, can I advertise in any local newspaper? Thank you. Um, yeah. You can, as long as as long as the newspaper is kind of like proper circulated, proper newspaper, and um, it's within a certain distance of the area where you're going to be um, advertising for. But I would check it out first because the advert that goes into the paper could be something anywhere between 180 and 300 quid. So don't bring out a, put an advert in a paper. And then find out, no, that paper's too far away and have to do it again and they'll delay you for weeks. I would I would actually speak to them and go like, okay, I'm applying for Coventry. Is it okay if I take it out in the Warwick Observer? And they'll go yes or no. And then just double check it first. It's too dear to go the other way. Um, Donald Colford says, 
Hi, Pete. Not sure what's uh, the best way to put this question. In comments, if you've ever got any questions, put them to me in the comments. Don't email me. Don't message me. I won't see it. I'm a driver. I drive for a living. I don't sit there looking at my phone. I'll look at the road. But if you write any comments or questions in the comments on the YouTube, what I do is on a, a Friday or a Saturday, today is Saturday, I'm dragging me out today, um, I'll run through them all. And I will reply. So don't don't get the ump and go, well, I sent him a message. He didn't write, write, write back to me. That's because I probably didn't even see it. So, yeah, comments is the way forward. Um, he says, how much does a contracted transport manager cost to hire if you don't have the operator's license? Well, you don't actually need a transport manager if you haven't got an operator's license because you only never need one if you need to run lorries. So if you're running vans, you just don't need one. Um, transport managers will charge what they want to charge. They're like us. You can quote you can quote a pound on a job. You can quote a thousand pound on a job. It's up to you. Um, I would say on average, you I would say one hundred and fifty pound a truck is competitive. My transport manager is cheaper than that, but he's a friend of mine, and I try to do everything in house. We try all I want my transport manager to do is to look. I upload the. Um, if, you, if you're listening to Daniel, you're there. Hello, mate. Thanks very much for your support. Doing my best here. Um, I, I, all I want him to do is see the cards uploaded every week and see that everything is fine and go good. So what he's got, all I want him to do is open up the laptop, realise it's fine. Sometimes it doesn't work out. Sometimes there are elements when you're under control. Um, but ultimately, I just want to see green bars all the way through. And largely, I think we're on 99.4% good or something like that. So we're kind of cushy, but sometimes things go wrong. You can't help it. Um, you know, like no safe place to stop or just the other day, Harry left his card in, which will show up as an infringement, although technically it's not because you can prove that he just is an accident. He left his card in. I've done it before. But yeah, but if you're looking for a transport manager, I would say about 150 quid a truck is competitive. It's a decent price. Some will charge more, some will charge less. Find the right guy, you're going to be doing well. Like I find Daniel, don't leave me. Um, <laughs> and finally on this um, on the trucks, Tony Mason says, I Pete, what can you use as the best software when downloading the card? We use Taco Master. I can't tell you whether it's the best or the worst software because it's the only one I've ever used. Daniel recommended it. It works well with him. I can, and it just—it's not super dear. It's one of those monthly subscription ones. I kind of wish there was one that you could just buy. Do the do the money, and you're done. But I do update it. It is very comprehensive. It does work very well with the the DigiView Square box thing, which should be bad. I can't be bothered putting it. I've done a video on it. Um, but yeah, and it's not super dear, and it works. There might be a better one out there. Uh, but to be honest with you, it does everything I want to do. Uh, it, it does everything I do and tons more. In fact, it does more than I want it to do. I just don't even know what the other bits do. Maybe one day if I ever crawl into an office, I'll work out what that is. But in the meantime, I, I say, yeah, I say, get yourself a DigiView plug-in box. Works really well. It's mobile for reading the cards. And Takamaster, that's what I use. Is it the best? I haven't got a clue. It's just all... I did one before where I actually had to bring the cards back because you had to plug them in the computer. This portable thing is, is useful. But is it the best? Right, now that's trucks. Time for miscellaneous. Right, no, drink the soup here. Mm. Potato and leek, very nice. It's a cup of soup, it's not real soup, it's fine. Um, the, um, the McNeil 93, 
me. Hi, Pete. I mentioned in my last comment that you kindly included in your Q&A that I'm um, a complete novice to the game. How much experience would you say I or anyone would need to join the CX um, to start working for myself? Would you say I need to work for someone for six months, Q&A to learn the ropes? I will do you a proper... I'll do you a video on that one. Um, but the answer is no. I mean, you've got to bear in mind when I started, I just threw myself straight at the deep end. I, the markets were dying. I didn't have a lot of choice. Um, I think I worked for Tony because he ran me subcontracting me for about two weeks. But it's not that tricky. And I'm not trying to blow my own trumpet here, but when I started, there was no videos anywhere about how the CX works. Now there's over probably five, five hundred to a thousand videos I've made now on what to do. So if, you, if you're a bit unsure about something, you can watch it. It's probably wrong. But it might at least give you an idea of what is right. It's not that tricky. And there, I've also said people actually want to help you. When you get to the place for the first time and you don't know how things work, just tell them. I've never been to a distribution centre before. I've only been doing this a week. What do I do? My father-in-law has got a phrase. And he says, if you start a sentence, if you start a conversation with, I wonder if you can help me. It instantly puts most people actually want to help you. If you just throw yourself on your sword and go, mate, I haven't got a clue what I'm doing. Please help. People kind of like helping. They go, what you need to do? Go down there, open this, turn that, talk to this. Not everybody. Sometimes people are having a bad day, but 95% of people are going to look after you. You don't really need that much experience. But I'll do you a video. I think it's worth it for other people too. Um, Alan Solomon also said, Pete, Got a Luton with a towel lift. Uh, new in the game. No, I'm new in the game. Mm-hmm. In the Midlands. I only started, done three jobs in two weeks. He said, I've done three jobs in two weeks. No feedback or price. He said, I bid on jobs, no calls. I don't get a replay. Can you tell me what is your advice? Um, I would say, Alan, the best thing you can do what I would say when you start, when we, we, we will come on to pricing. We've done pricing before. Maybe you're bidding a little bit too high for someone who's new. So what I would do is I would drop my prices slightly. I say it's like water. Drop your prices slightly. If you're winning every job, you're too cheap. Start clocking your prices up. If you're winning, if you're losing every job, you're too dear. Start dropping your prices down. Eventually, you'll hit a price where you're winning, I would say, in my mind, I always like to win two out of three jobs or 75% of the jobs, like, you know. Um, I think two out of three is about right. Even 50%, because you could get a little bit more money. Go for that, and it will find its own natural way. When you're starting, it's keen to, it's, or it, it, you're, keen to, um, you're keen to go, so you can go a little bit cheaper. Ring them, go talk to them, try and have a laugh with them. They're human beings. Sometimes you'll win a job even if you're overpriced because they think, I'm going to give it to this guy because he seems like a nice guy. Um, say to him, I'm new on the exchange. I, I want to make an impression. I want to get forward. I want to keep working. You know, hopefully you'll use me again. Is this, I've always said another one is, is this price too dear? Is £100 too dear? Is £50 too dear? They may go, well, it's a little bit dear because they know what they've got on the job. They can see in front of them how much it pays. And they'll be suspicious if you offer them too cheap. But um, if you say, is that too dear? They'll either go, no, that's fine. Or they'll go, um, yeah, that's a little bit too dear. What about this? You know, talk to them. It will come. 
And the other, sometimes it says we don't want calls email. A lot of them now, they just want electronic quotes. So the pricing comes with the electronic quotes. If you really want the job because it's around the corner from your house, ring them and go, I know it says electronic quotes only, but I'm literally on top of it. I really want this one. That's about the best advice I can give you. You know, good luck, my friend. I hope it works out for you. Um, Lee Westcott, can you do a video on any van or Shipley? I hear lots of bad things about them. They would be interesting to hear what other people think. Now, that's one out to the wise, guys. I'd done Shipley back in the day when I was doing removals a long, long time ago. I found the jobs, they they, say, they seemed all right at first, but with the amount of work that was involved, it really wasn't worth the aggravation. Having said that, and then the fairest Steve Campbell has been doing Shipley this week in his rental enterprise van. It was lovely to see you, um, Steve. I hope you're all right, mate. And he picked up. He, 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 he gets them together. He comes from Newcastle. But he, he, he had a long day. I mean, he was up at like four or five o'clock to get the buses to get the van. He was expecting to get home at 10 o'clock at night. But he, he was going to York, and then he was going to Luton, and then he was going to London. And, his, and he, he tied it all up together. And he was taking more money that day than I was in the truck. So if you know what you're doing, I do believe it can be done, but I can't comment because I haven't done it. I, I did the odd job here and there, moving the sofa, moving something, that's kind of it, like, you know, so. Anyone who knows, any van or ship, please, please leave some comments, we'll pass them on to Lee. Okay, okay, says I have two vans, a long wheelbase and a Luton. I have a driver on the Luton, on the long wheelbase I charge, it. Right, this is on pricing, I charge anything between a pound and 150, sometimes more, especially on Thursdays and Fridays. On a loot, and I charge um, anything between one thirty and two fifty. Worth to mention the fact that I live in a very good area because it's Coventry. Uh, so a lot of jobs from Birmingham, Coventry, Nunny, and Bedford. Yeah, I, I, I know where you're coming from with the um, area, mate. I've got to say, if you're getting that kind of money, all power to you. When I was quoting in a Luton, maybe I was quoting too cheap, but again, I was winning two out of three jobs. I wasn't winning every job instantly. And I believe if I'd have been quoting too cheap, it would have come through, bang, 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 get that guy getting books right away. Um, if you're getting that kind of money, I, in a loot, and I'd still be looking, even now, maybe 120 a mile, um, and in a long wheelbase, a pound a mile. But I don't know, because I don't run vans anymore. I run trucks. So you can't take my word for this. I don't know. Um, and I know that I have said that some people will be going on oh, no, a small van, you're too cheap, and then other people go in a small van, I'm not getting this. So, But I say, all you people can do, do yourself. Start at a price. If you're winning every job, you're too cheap. If you're winning no jobs, then you're too dear, or you're doing something wrong. And you'll find a way. I really hope you find a way. Um, Kazan Curious says, Again, on the pricing thing, I have a long wheelbase and I charge £25 per hour. The only time I, uh, I, I was asked to lower it, we, we settled on 20 quid. Mind you, I don't split hairs. If the customer comes out to load it at 20 to 30 minutes, I don't go back for 15 minutes waiting time. I agree with you. It's not worth doing for the grief line. I just hope that they remember I was fair with them when I quote next time. And I, Again, we all find our own way. Everything I say has just been my personal experience of it. It's not, it's not the gospel. It's not the, it's not the hard and fast truth. You guys do you, and you find your own way. And it strikes me what you're doing there is you're providing a very reasonable price for probably a good service, and hopefully you'll get plenty of work for it because we don't want to be sitting around waiting for work. We're drivers. I want to drive. As Harry said the other day, he, says, I don't, he, was, on the, he was there for two hours, which... I've been there longer. Um, he says, I don't like waiting. Well, none of us like waiting. We just want to get it on, get it there, get it off, do the job. That's what we do. Uh, Tommy um, XR, X, ZX6R. Droid's name, Tommy. Droid's name. Come on, son. 
Um, he says, how do you quote for waiting time? Do you arrange with the shipper when um, quoting for the first job? No, Tommy, what you do, put on your CX profile how much your waiting time is. Um, and it kind of, I would say for us, you're looking, probably for a small van now, maybe £20 an hour because they seem to be going up, up to maybe anything between, I'd say, 10 and 25 depending on how small the van is and how long you're waiting. For an hour, I actually think £10 is too cheap now. Maybe... Take your ballpark figure on average, twenty pound an hour, maybe a little bit more on a Luton. Um, stick it on your CX profile, and if you find that you're on site or you think you're going to be on site in a van for more than twenty minutes, if it looks when you get there like it's going to take you a while, ring them up. Keep the shipper informed because you've got to give them a fair chance. You can't ring them up and say, I've been here for two hours. Well, if you had the time it's two hours ago, I'd have put a phone call in and say, get the guy loaded now, and you'd have been out of there by now. You've got to give them a chance, like, you know. But if you look like you're going to be there, just ring them up and go, I think this is going to go, this job is going to go over. So we're going to be looking at waiting time. And then work out what you're happy with. You, there is some, there is some kind of guidelines, I believe, on the CX, and I've probably done, I've done I'm sure I've done one on waiting time before. Um... And you fathom it out then. It's not it's not rocket science, Tommy. We'll learn as we go. You'll be fine, mate. Um, Addy the Real Slim Shady. Right, I'm waiting time again. Addy the Real Slim Shady, Addy, says, waiting time starts with a taxi. Waiting time starts as soon as I get there. There's no free waiting time. Addy, that's not true. When you're in a taxi, you are outside for like two, three, four minutes. You don't go in and go, right, you've been here for five minutes now, you've got to pay the extra. There is a time where she's going, oh, we just need to go to the toilet. Oh, she's just off the coat. She's going, well, why is it just she? It could be a fella. I don't know where my cap is. My dad's trying to find his cap. We'll be out in a minute. And you do sit there. Unless, of course, like Dave the Christian in a black camp, in which case, you know, open the door, meter goes on. If you want to go off for like two hours or, you know, 20 minutes and go and find a bag, when you come back, that meat is clocking around. It's like airplane. Um, but I know what you're saying. <laughs> Nothing comes for free, my friend. Um, Andy Darwin says, uh, just a suggestion for a video uh, on tyres, how many miles you get, that kind of thing. I'll be honest with you, Andy, I don't know, but I do know a man who does, because when we used to run trucks back in the day, my mate Will, who used to look after Shirley, said he tried all three tyres. He tried the cheap tyres, the mid-range tyres, and the budget, the mid-range, and the expensive. And he actually fitted his trucks with them, and he actually started keeping charts and graphs. And what he found was mid-range tyres were the best. He said, from the point of view of actual mileage and money and return, you can buy the brand name, you don't get much more out of it. You can buy the budget, they wear out too quickly. The thing that I always say is you can get a nail or you can pop, you, you, you can get a nail in the side of the best tire in the world the same way as you can get a nail in the side of the cheapest tire in the world. I tend to, I tend to go with Will. I tend to go for mid-range. Because you want to also, you want to be safe. You want to know that tire's pretty steady and I'm pretty okay. So, But I, I can't give you any hard and fast facts. I'm just going to what someone else used to know. A wise guy that I used to know back in the day. Works in a farm now. Works in his father-in-law's farm around the corner. He's very happy with it and I'm very pleased with him. Um, and finally, Dave Cossey says, thanks, he enjoyed the video. Have I ever thought of getting T-shirts printed? Take care, take money. Could be worth a few quid. Dave, it's one of those things and it? it's like you never say never. <laughs> I didn't really start the channel as a merchandising channel. It just just appeared. Why anybody would want my face on a T-shirt. Although I'd defense the Dizzy Rascal thing. You know, that's why. On the front of a T-shirt, I think that could be quite cool. Um, maybe one day. 
you know, it's like the politicians. He said, well, I wouldn't actually go for it, but if people wanted me to do it, if the demand was there, then reluctantly, I might have to put my face with Take Care, Take Money on a T-shirt. Or that thing with the headphones in and the big white glasses, that's kind of thing. And finally, in conclusion this week, I said I always struggle with languages. I said, I, like with, um, with French, I said I can never remember the French for duck. And Ski, ski, ski and uh, Ian the Shepherd, C11 Yan, said, um, Canard. It's not Canard, it's easy. I just can't remember the French for duck. <laughs> And on that note, Christmas is coming, just around the corner. Guys, stay safe, take care, take money. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Superlight Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.